We are in Come Follow Me week 47, which is first and second Peter. And I want to start in the prophet's last conference address where he said, Mortality is a masterclass in learning to choose the things of greatest eternal import. Your choices today will determine three things. Where you will live throughout all eternity, the kind of body with which you will be resurrected, and those with whom you will live forever. And I want to go in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3. It says, If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And it was this word tasted that really struck me. And it brought to mind Sister Runia's conference talk. And you know, I have said that my prayer before conference, my question was, how do I parent now that my kids are grown and gone and they're adults and they're making choices different than they were taught in our home? Do you want me to go silent? And because so often I told you, I feel... um. <laughs> That the harder thing for me is to learn to bite my tongue. Well, Sister Runyon's conference talk was my answer to prayer. And this is what she said. You go to the tree, stay at the tree, keep eating the fruit, and with a smile on your face, continue to beckon to those you love. And show by example that eating the fruit is a happy thing. And then later she goes on to say, the memory of eating the fruit is not enough. We need to partake again And again, we can stay at the tree and partake of the fruit with a smile on our face. That was huge for me. So now I want to go back in Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For what glory, verse 20, is it, if when ye be buffeted, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. 21, for even hereunto were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. We know that we were sent to be tried and tested, refined. That means that's going to come through trial. And I love this thought that tasting the fruit and knowing we are doing what God has asked us to do, will bring us joy, put a smile on our face, um, give us faith and hope. So now I want to go to chapter 3, verse 14. It says, But and if ye suffer for righteous sake, for righteousness sake, happy are ye. 15. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. And I just thought it's this opportunity to shine his light in adversity and to show people Christ working in us. And the thought that came to mind, and I know I've shared this before, is Amulek in the scriptures. And I've shared with you that I was reading the story for I don't know how many times I had read it. And the spirit said to me, this is not some made up story. This is a true story about a man 
who gave up everything, saw his wife and his children and his friends martyred for his belief and his changing his life and following the prophet and, and covenanting with me. And I love this example to be ready to always give an answer. And I think of Alma when Amulek turned and said, we have the power to stop this. And I'm saying it in my words, we have the priesthood. He has learned. They have used it. And Alma says, the Lord constraineth me not. And it so touches me that they exhibit faith in Christ, hope in Christ, a knowledge of this eternal perspective to see the long view, as Sister Runia says, and know it is working in us a great work to make us mighty, to shine God's light and make us worthy to live with him again. Amulek knows where his wife and children are. But one of the most touching things to me in that story is the last verse where it says, and Alma took Amulek to his house and ministered to him. God also knows it's hard and he mourns with us in our suffering. And it says everything we have been promised, everything that we suffer here, he will make up for in the next life. We are earning who we will live with, where we will live, and the body we will live in, as the prophet said. And I love that. Okay, in chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Behold, think it not strange concerning this fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. That's why we came. 13, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. 14, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. On your part, he is glorified. And my daughter McKinley is got about three weeks left on her mission in France. And she said she was teaching this woman. And the woman made a comment about what, what a awesome thing it is to be given the privilege to suffer for the Lord, to prove that we are willing to give everything in honoring him and following him and glorifying his name. And my daughter wrote, I had never thought before that the hard things, the trials I have gone through are a blessing in my life. That was so touching to me. I can't believe she said I've never thought that before. This daughter who has anxiety, who had to really obey this prompting, she felt this strong urge from the spirit to go and serve in France and to swallow her fears and her pride and to obey and to be tested for the last 18 months. It has not been easy, but to willingly submit. And it's funny because I'm sure she didn't glory in the middle of it, but I'm telling you, she is so grateful that she has three weeks left. She is so emotional that it's coming to an end, that she has to come home and back to life. She is glorying <laughs> in this opportunity that she has had of 18 months of really, really hard. And man, let me tell you, it makes this mama heart proud. And I know God is so pleased with how she has shined his light. And I think that's what it's all about.
in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 5. This so struck out to me. Um, let me get there, sorry. For this they willingly are ignorant of the word of God. And that so struck me that it is our desire. Willingly, we can sit and plug our ears and close our eyes. La, 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 I can't hear you. But it is so neat. Verse 8, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord a thousand years. I used to say to the seminary kids, it is as if God sends us to the movies because he can't stand for us to be away from his presence any longer than that. It is literally just this blip of time for him, for us to be refined and made more in this incredible experience that we will go back and look as back at as a dream a flash in the night, just this blip of time. What a privilege and opportunity to be made more and to shine his light and to have hope in the midst of tribulation of what God is making us so that we can dwell with him forever. 18 of chapter 3 in Second Peter, but glory in or grow in grace And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and what I have written there is that we grow line upon line, child upon child, trial upon trial, calling upon calling. We grow in grace, and all of it is to make us more like our Savior and to bring him more fully into our life, to make us reliant on him I just finished reading the history of Joseph Smith when the angel Moroni comes and I think three years since the angel has come in the garden or in the grove. I'm sure Joseph Smith had to think, what are you angry at? What what are you not pleased with? Why have the heavens gone silent three years? What am I doing wrong? And he prays and the angel Moroni comes and tells him about this book. And tells him in four years, he's going to get this book and he's going to translate it. And every year, this so strikes me, Joseph Smith goes and thinks he's going to get the plates. And every year he doesn't. Angel Moroni told him it would be four years. So the Lord is not disappointed. It isn't till four years later, he has married Emma. It isn't till four years later that he has learned as it talks about how much more severe the persecution became and that he had to have the only thought in his mind was to make this record to bring a knowledge to us of God, of covenants. How grateful I am for Joseph Smith's example of glorying and of patience in his suffering to be refined and made more who God needed him to be. I love learning that sacrifice does not mean we give up something. It means to be made holy. What a privilege it is that my daughter was able to quote unquote sacrifice for a mission to be made holy and more who the Savior knew she could be to shine his light to the people of France. I love this lesson in these scriptures. I hope you ask if you have tasted the fruit. 
And I hope you have shown your family how glorious it is. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.